Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. Also featuring book nerd, Jessica Butcher. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time, they are three book girls. Okay, so this is Vacation 103. And so, if can you hear that sound? That's us coming to you live from the TARDIS because we are now in the future. <laughs> A week in the future because I'm on vacation again in Wyoming this time. Bonnie was going to come with me, but she couldn't come. So, yeah, my work denied it. I have to go by myself with Those my son. Bastard! I know. Job it! So we have to record this in the future so that you can hear it on your... Yeah, Doctor Who is a woman now. So we're doing shoe shopping all around the universe right now. <laughs> Woo! We need to do shirt shopping. Oh, yes. Shirt shopping is what we're doing. We are doing our big event September 29th at Full Circle Bookstore with Coop Aleworks. Books, beer, and brew. Which is going to be awesome. Yes. And we kind of wanted to get some shirts for us to wear when we're up there talking about books. But we keep running into the problem of we can't find one color shirt that's in all the sizes that we need. Because we are from an extra small to an extra to large. Extra, lar- extra, extra large. Mm-hmm. And we're having a hard time finding all of those sizes in the same color with the same shirt. Right. So me and Martha, like, we'll go to the store and we'll find one. We'll be like, I'll go, oh, look, 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 look at this one. It's the same color as our cup, which is kind of a what, cobalt, cobalt, like a yeah. cobalt blue color. Royal. Like a royal cobalt blue. Yeah, it's like a, like a deeper blue than a royal. I don't know. It's pretty. Yeah. So we're having a hard time finding that color at all. And then when right. we do find it, we'll find it in one or two of the sizes we need, but not all four. And so, or like, actually, it'd be more than four because it's going to be seven people by the time we get all of our extras in. Yeah, I got small, medium, but large, still from extra, the extra small X. to the double so X, like five. Yeah, so five it's a lot of different things to try to get all in one. Plus, we're talking about when I wear a certain kind of shirt. You know, the kind of shirt where that has kind of a. Um, V-neck, the V-neck. No, not a V-neck. It it's has like a the scoop bi- neck. The big rounded scoop neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so we're standing in Target. <laughs> Bonnie puts a shirt on. She goes, "Oh, this looks really nice." And I put it on, and you basically it basically covers part of my boobs. Yeah, she would have some nipple slippage. <laughs> I would have my whole boob slippage, not just the nipple, the whole thing, because well, the scoop comes down so far, and I don't have very big boobs anyway. <laughs> So come out Full so, Circle Bookstore and see more of Martha. <laughs> a little bit more than anyone intended. That scoop is, a, that's a little too deep for me. Right. So that's part of our problem is that we're trying to deal with so many different body types. We're having a hell of a time trying to find a shirt that will work. That's the same color. Because we can find uh, the, the same type of shirts, but then they won't have them in the same colors. So like, you know. We even tried online. So we've been having a heck of a time trying to find these shirts, but we found somewhere that will screen print them at a decent price. So we're really working on trying to get shirts for our Yeah, for yeah, our yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I mean yeah. we'll have mugs and shirts will like be like professional and everything. <gasps> like legitimate and stuff. Too legit. I know. We get a little bit too excited about our <laughs> shit. That was so 80s. <laughs> That's because we're babies of the 80s. Yes. No, actually, I'm not. I'm a baby of the 60s, but I'm old. Oh, yeah. We need to talk. Uh, we also need to remind everybody about the books that we're going to be talking about so that we can have a nice book discussion. And this goes for everybody because we're going to do a Facebook Live segment so that you can chime in and ask questions and talk with us about the books. Right. I've already gotten the okay from my son that he's going to come run the Facebook Live so that he can talk about the comments. So he'll you know, be, He can, you know, right. tell us the comments and questions or whatever that you guys ask online. So it'll be really cool. I'm really yeah. hoping that, you know, we get a lot of... Put September 29th on your calendar. 
Mm-hmm. At 7 p.m., that would be Eastern Central. Wait. It's Central. It's going to be 7 time. Central. <laughs> Central time. <laughs> I can't believe I said Eastern Central. <laughs> okay, so 7 p.m. Central time. That's when we'll start. Hopefully, we'll be able to start right on time. Hopefully. Hopefully. Right. So if you read the books, then you can participate, ask questions, you know, talk about how you like the book or think that we're absolutely insane for having chosen it. But if you say bad things about the goldfinch, we will haze you. Well, <laughs> no, some you, of us some people judge don't. You. Yeah, some people don't like it. But And just so that you know which books we're doing, we're going to do The Goldfinch by Donna Tartt. We're going to do The Book Thief. Let me look up who that is. Marcus Zuzak. Mark Zuzak. And then we yes. are going to do The Night Circus by Aaron Morgenstern. You want to read the books and join in, or even if you haven't read the books and you just want to know more information to see if you want to read the books. Then we'll tell you all about them, just like we would on a, uh, on a podcast, except for we'll be doing it live. Right, because, I mean... So you'll get to hear the bloopers, too. <laughs> all the no, stuff we have to cut out. No editing this time. But we will be in a public place, so the F word will not be present. Yes. Our language will Dang have it. to be... For penis discussion, please. Yeah, we have to keep our, um, our dirty... Topics to ourselves that night. Keep your fantasies inside the head. <laughs> Darn it, I hate it when I have to keep everything bottled up. It's not good. To Just hold write in your inside. diary before you go. You'll be fine, Martha. Maybe it's like that. Um, what was the name of that movie? Um, something about Mary? Mm-hmm. Where he tells him. If he's going to go on a date to go jerk he off first. He needs to masturbate first. Yeah. So he says, quick, go in the bathroom. And so he, he masturbates. You'll be more relaxed. So you're saying we all need to masturbate before? <laughs> before I think we do. You and I do. I mean, I don't know if I'll have That's time. women have reached but... our sexual peak. <laughs> <laughs> so our time traveling bodies right now are trying to readjust to um, re-entry. And if and the I totally forecast is train. right, it's going to be nice and cool. The weekend that you're going to be gone? Well, I'll be in Wyoming, so it'll probably be nice and cool there. I saw on uh, Facebook, I think it was a week ago, a week and a half ago, that it snowed in Cheyenne. Wow. Yeah. So it better not fucking snow while I'm there, people. All right. If it snows in Wyoming in August... Oh, and you have to get some fossils for me. Will you get me some fossils? I always bring good fossils. Well, because like I have a couple of people at work that their little kids are obsessed with, with fossils? stones and fossils, oh, and they walk around and yes. pick up pretty rocks. I can't wait to so pick up fossils. I told them that you could, because when we went to Seattle, right, and we went to Mount Rainier, and I was picking up rocks. They were picking up rocks for their kids too. I was yep. picking up rocks for you. And yes, they were Bonnie up brought me rocks kids. from Mount Rainier. She brought me a little handful. Actually, they were in an envelope that she had. She put all the little rocks in there for me. So now I have rocks from Mount Rainier. They were probably just gravel that they brought up to the mountain to make the path. But I no. don't care. It's still really cool. It's still from Rainier. I love that particular um, souvenir. In fact, if, if anybody ever wants to send me a souvenir, you can send me a small stone from where you live, and I will just be a happy, happy camper. Mm-hmm. I know. It's really stupid, but I love rocks. Yeah. So, yeah, and they have lots of uh, fossils that are okay to pick up in Wyoming. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, don't you won't get, get arrested get a, No, you don't get arrested for picking up invertebrate fossils, like just shells. And, yeah. The vertebrate fossils you do get in trouble for and can get find and like go to prison and stuff. My, I think one of my favorite stories about you going on vacation and we hadn't been friends for very long when you told me this that you went through Arizona or something <laughs> and you were picking up rocks and you got pulled over by the police because they thought that you picked up petrified wood. No, it wasn't picked. It, I didn't get pulled over by the police. What happened is we went to the petrified forest. Uh-huh. But before we got there, we had been stopping by beside the road uh-huh. and picking things up. Because that's what we do when we go on vacation. We, I pick up rocks everywhere. <laughs> so and like, there's, this big, there's this big sign right outside the thing that says, it's, it's you know against the law to pick up rocks. And if you have any rocks in your car, you have to you know 
turn him over or you'll be arrested or I don't know, some crazy thing like that. And Dylan's like, Mom, 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 we're going to get arrested. What are we going to do with all these rocks? I'm like, honey, just kick him under the seat. It'll be just fine. You don't understand. Like when he says that they had rocks in the back seat, she had rocks all over the back seat floor, like covering the back seat floor. But I thought you got pulled over and... No, we didn't get pulled over. It was was the... Uh, Because they came around and looked in the car. Ah, all right. The people <laughs> from the the imagine. people from the um from the uh, like the, the rangers, rangers or whatever. Stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. they check. I could just imagine that a cop pulling her over and saying, "Ma'am, do you have any rocks on you? Uh, <laughs> We're gonna have to search your car. We have to search your car for rocks, ma'am." <laughs> and then just her car and this big stack of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's what I do. And Martha in handcuffs. Yeah. Um, can I make my one What's phone the charge, call? ma'am? Uh, rock theft. <laughs> it happens. Hey, if you're going to get arrested for something, might as well be something interesting. <laughs> right? I don't know if that'll give me any respect in prison, but you know. <laughs> if I'm going to go to prison for something, that'll be it right there. Yeah. Rocks. Get your rocks off. Get your rocks off, honey. That's actually a song. Okay. A real song. (laughs) I believe you. I want to rock. I know that's a song. I've heard that one. I'm trying to think of any other rock. (laughs) Songs with rock in the the lyrics. I'm sure there are 10,000 of them. I mean, if you put the roll at the end, there's lots of them there. I love rock and roll. Rock. Rock steady. Steady rocking all night long. Okay. Martha really likes rocks, by the way. This is a book podcast, not a karaoke podcast. Oh, yeah. I mean, I do know that I sing to you like for she, two hours before the podcast. You know what she tried podcast. to do to me, Nicole, in the store before we got here? It's a little bitch. We're walking along and she goes, oh, I had this song stuck in my head all day. So she starts singing one of the most annoying songs on the planet <laughs> to try to get it stuck in my head. <laughs> It's not that bad. It is. It's horrible because you're stuck with it. You can't get rid of it. It's evil. Horrible person. I know. I'm a horrible person. You are. And I totally did it on purpose so that it gets stuck in your head. Biatch. So that you'd be singing all the way to Wyoming without me. <laughs> Turn up the music. Well, my son's going with me and he's he, all he li- likes to listen to is rap music. So it's going to be... Rap music hell all the way to Wyoming. Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'll be wanting my earworm. Well, you know what? We have we have this rule. Driver chooses the music. Passenger shuts his pie hole. So if I'm driving, I get to pick. And he can't say anything. So he has to drive in Kansas. <laughs> if he wants to listen to the radio, he's got he's to drive part of Kansas. Otherwise, he's going to be stuck listening to a book. Kansas is long. <laughs> oh, Kansas. Oof. Sorry, if you live in Kansas, I'm sorry for you. Well, it's just, it's not only that it's long, it's boring. Super boring. Because There's the road, nothing. The road is straight. There's no up and down to it at all. It's straight. The road is a nice road, which mm-hmm. you wouldn't think would be a bad thing. But it's so even and so It's just straight. Monotone. <clears throat> There's nothing. I mean, you could basically let go of the wheel. It reminds me of like in between Reno and Las Vegas, which is an eight-hour drive for anybody who does not understand geography. They are not right next to each other. Yeah. Eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> but it's literally like... You have one lane each direction. It's not even like multiple. It's literally one lane. Yeah, but one lane you have to pay attention more. But it's literally desert and oh, nothing yeah. Yeah. for eight hours. Well, not but you're really pretty much hours. describing the entire state of Wyoming right there. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah, but when you it's have very a, boring. when you have an interstate that's like that, it's even more super boring. And then it's just fields on either end. Like this is right. the inner. Like this is the main no. I mean, like double lanes on both sides. Well. Because then you don't have to worry about running into any other cars, and and therefore it becomes more boring, because you don't have to pay as much attention. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm rationalizing the boredom of Kansas. They're all, it's all boring. It's I all hate boring. road trips, actually. I love road trips, actually. But I don't like Kansas. Sorry, Kansas. I can't it's just better when there's, there's more to look at. I like driving through New Mexico a lot. New Mexico is pretty awesome. The plateaus. Yes. 
New Mexico. Yeah. I, I really like it once we get past Kansas into southern Colorado. That's nice. I've never been yeah. over there. It's, it's, a lot, over there. it's a lot like New Mexico. So that's enjoyable. Driving through Texas, like down to Houston, is also very boring, by the way, especially uh, when you get to like Waco. Well, if you're go- <laughs> it depends on which road you take. If you're on I-35, it's not that bad. Well, it's boring. It's still boring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> More to look at, though. Yeah. For those of you who live in Europe, you don't get it. Sorry. The roads are so different here than they are. Like in Scotland, I'm looking at the map thinking, okay, from here to here looks like, eh, I don't know, I could do that in five hours. No. Not in Scotland. No. Because the roads are like a fucking bike path. <laughs> so they look tiny from everything so I've seen. They are so little bitty. And they're, they're skinny. And it's two lanes on most of those highways and backwards. And they're all windy and bendy. So you maybe get to go 40 miles per hour. Ugh. Yeah, it is not... You definitely have to pay attention on those holy roads. Sh- well, it's just really, really hard to get anywhere at any... I mean, it took forever. Wow. So don't don't think that you can drive like you drive in Europe here. It's totally different. You can get on the highway and go from Oklahoma City to Denver in eight hours, which is quite a, a long trip, really. If you were going to do that in Scotland, it'd probably take you two days. All right, so enough of that time traveling stuff for you. For those of you who are wondering what what I'm up to uh, right at this moment, that would be I'm on the road, probably in Colorado on my way back about right now. I'm thinking. (laughs) But that's not why we're here. We're here to discuss the world of books. Yes. So what do we got Anything interesting and fucking fabulous over there, Bonnie? <laughs> well, I read something that I've wanted to read for a long time, so I think it's fucking fabu- fabulous. Can't talk Hit my me mouth with this dry. Hit me with it. Oh, yeah. Hot in mouth. I went to Colorado, too. <laughs> uh, no, I'll, I'll bring those back. Nope. Nope. Can't do that. That's illegal. No, you cannot. <laughs> I'll just stick with my CBDs that are legal. It's all good. I read Confessions of an Ugly Stepsister by Gregory Maguire. Woo! And this is one that I've been wanting wanted, to read that forever. I've wanted to read this for a long time, but I couldn't find it on audio. Yeah. At all. Well, mm-hmm. I finally found it on audio at the Metro Library. I didn't yes. know they had it on audio at the Metro. That's awesome. They did, but um I actually I read the actual book of this because I took it on vacation with me to Seattle. And I read most of it there, but I didn't finish it until I got back. But because of, you know, vacations and so on and so forth, I just haven't had a chance to review it. But it is about the ugly stepsisters in Cinderella. Everybody knows the story of Cinderella. Well, this takes kind of a different look at the story of Cinderella and more realistic look at Cinderella because everyone knows there's not really a thing as a, a fairy godmother. There isn't? There's turn a fairy godmother. a pumpkin into a carriage and rats into horsemen and <laughs> Damn it, stuff like that doesn't really happen. <laughs> no, actually, I knew this already. I've read this book. so The story is mainly about um, Margaret who is the tall, skinny, plain stepsister for anyone who has ever watched Cinderella. There's a short, fat stepsister and a tall, skinny, plain one. Right. And this is in Margaret's point of view. Um, And she is in charge of taking care of her mentally and challenged sister, Ruth, who would be the the fatter, the short, fatter stepsister. And I really think she's more autistic than mentally challenged when you read it. Hmm. But um, it's basically about them and their mother. And they go to the Netherlands from Cambridgeshire after their dad dies. And I'm pretty sure that their dad is murdered. They think that he is like a warlock and up to no good. And anyway, so they flee the country because of this reputation that their dad had. Right. And because of the way that he died. So they go to Netherlands and they kind of do odd jobs, beg for food, and they're just really down on their luck. 
at the time, and they meet um, Clara, who is beautiful, and her mom and dad, and the the um, stepmother, which she's not the stepmother at this point, um, kind of starts working for the family as a maid. Well, Clara's mother gets sick and dies. And then, I can't find the name of the stepmother, but the stepmother then marries the master of the house, and Clara becomes the beautiful stepsister. And so the story goes from there. But Margaret is kind of... She's not really the heroine, but she is like the the most responsible one out of all of the kids. And the mom is more worried about weaseling her way into getting what she wants and making sure that she has money and everything else. Which, being as poor as they were, I can kind of understand her mindset, but then in the same way, she's not a very nice person. Well, it wouldn't be a good story if she was not the wicked stepmother. Yeah, she really kind of is the wicked stepmother. And Clara, the beautiful stepsister, and Margaret actually have a really good relationship in this book. And Margaret kind of watches out for Clara because Clara is so beautiful and her mom shelters her quite a bit. So she does. She never goes outside. So she's almost agoraphobic. She's almost afraid to go outside because she's never been. And, you know, they always taught her that it was evil to stray away from home. So they've made her afraid of public places. Lovely. Right. So, yeah, and it was really good. And now some of Gregory Maguire's books can be... A little difficult. I I love Gregory Maguire. I really do. But Wicked is one that's very for you. Fantasy. It was very difficult to read because it's not it's, logical. There's a lot of non-logical bits to it that you have to suspend your disbelief, which I have a hard time doing. This book is takes more of a logical approach to Cinderella, mm-hmm. and it. It makes sense. I mean, I mean, the timeline makes sense. The progression of the story. They leave out the mice and the carriage and all that. It's there isn't any different historic, It's more like historical fiction. Right. And I really, really enjoyed it. And I'm glad that I read it. Yes! See, I liked it because, just like Wicked, it took the story that I was so familiar with... And flipped it on its head and made me look at these characters in a different way. Right. And it, I think that's a really good exercise for any, anybody to have mm-hmm. with, a, with, with a story they're familiar with. Yeah, and I like that. I like taking a story that I'm so familiar with and looking at it from a different perspective. And when you look at it from the villain's quote-unquote point of view... And see why they did what they did. It gives you a more, a better understanding of the whole story in general. Right. So you might be just getting one part of the story when it's not actually. And it's not like I came out of this hating Cinderella or something. I mean, Cinderella is Cinderella. And, you know, Clara was a good character in this book. Right. But. It's just a different. Which they do call her Cinderella because she likes to sleep. In the cinders in the kitchen. Because they're warm. Because it's warm. And she likes working in the kitchen. Clara works in the kitchen because she likes it. It's not because she's forced to, like what the fairy tale kind of indicates. And they don't lock her, you know, in a room. And she doesn't have birds and (laughs) mice making her clothes for her. No, really? You know, <laughs> Bambi doesn't come up and <laughs> help her put a dress on every day. No, it, it was really good. Awesome. I really enjoyed it, and I would recommend it. And I would say if you've tried to read Gregory Maguire and you're intimidated by the fantasy part of some of his writing, try this one because it's very logical. It was a very easy read for me. And what was it called again? 
Confessions of an Ugly Stepsister by Gregory Maguire. All right, Nicole. She's yawning. Because, you know, we're doing double duty on a Friday night, and we've worked all day, and this is not an easy time travel. <laughs> Damn it. I, I think we need some some uh, energy pills from, from the doctor in the TARDIS here. I mean, it's too late for that. I drank, two sh- <laughs> I drank an extra shot of espresso in my drink, and I'm still tired. <laughs> all right, so let's move right along to Nicole's selection. Nicole, darling, if you can stop yawning long yeah. enough to do it. Okay, so I think... I'd maybe pick this one from my book of the month deal, oh. um, I think. But I've also seen a lot of advertisements for it, so maybe that's why I picked it. Um, but it's called Ghosted, and it's by Rosie Walsh. And it is kind of a fiction and romantic mystery, like all mixed together. Hmm. It is very interesting. Um, I thought it was more of a mis- like hardcore mystery when I picked it out and I really liked the cover it's very colorful just throwing that out there um but it is really weird and I already told Martha she would hate this book yeah um but essentially the story sets you up with this girl her name's Sarah and she is from England um but lives in California has just gotten divorced and is on her yearly like visit back to England to visit her parents. Um, And you quickly find out that she's kind of mourning her sister, and she has been for a long time, but you don't know why. Um, And then something happens so that her parents, instead of staying there to be able to visit with her, they have to go take care of her her grandfather. So she's home alone by herself, um, and she talks about how she doesn't actually like being alone at her parents' house anymore because of whatever happened to her sister a long time ago. She, You don't really find this find out at first. Um, it's part of the mystery. Oh, yeah, of course. Gotta have the mystery. <laughs> but the first day she's by herself, she decides to go on a walk, and she meets this guy. And they kind of hang out and end up spending seven days together. And they fall, like, madly in love. It doesn't really talk immediately about these seven days, but it does talk about how much they, like, they know they live on different sides of the planet, but they want to continue seeing each other. But he's going on um, vacation, pretty much. And she has to go visit her friends really quick. So so they got to do an uber romance, (laughs) like, like a quick powerful thing. So, yeah, so they were together for seven days and they they separate, but their plan was to see each other in a week, for at least for one or two more days before they have to go back to their life, right? So she leaves his house Yeah. after the seventh day and then he won't call her back or text her back or anything. And she literally is worried that he died. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And she's pretty obsessed That's with it. That's one thing, you know, do, getting a one night stand and the guy won't call you back. But seven days? Yeah. And then her friend, her best friend's trying to tell her, like, man, this guy just, like, he ghosted you. Like, he he's not going to talk back to you. Like, yeah, he just wanted a little, you know what, for seven what? days. And she, like, argues. She's like, this is not the case and blah, blah, blah. And then you kind of start learning more about, like, what happened like so long ago which is why she's mourning her sister and why she doesn't really like being at home in England anymore and then and you obviously can't tell us because I know that's what sucks so Martha (laughs) would hate this book because and if you don't like romance because the first part of it is all romance no it's her literally going like why the fuck is this guy because she's she's trying obsessed yeah the author is really trying to drive it because that's what when it flips uh, and you're like what the fuck and you got to keep reading uh, I, I think some people need that obsession at the beginning yeah, yeah. to actually get it mm. is, is it really good that this is remember I told you I read an entire book oh, last weekend oh yes on Saturday and, and that's that was, what it was the one okay mm-hmm. that was the one she read in, in one full day right yeah Wow. I mean, it's not the greatest book in the entire world, but I was sick on Saturday and... You still sound a little sick. I'm still sick. Yeah. I've been sick for two weeks now. (laughs) But I'll survive. I'm not as sick. At least I can breathe today compared to the last podcast. Yeah, that's true. You were (laughs) struggling through it a little bit on that one. 
So, uh, you you said that it was good. Would do you think any? Do you think Bonnie would like it? I don't know. know. Probably not because it is. Even I kind of got annoyed at the first, like in the first couple of chapters. How about Alyssa? Yeah, she'd love it. Okay, all right. But even people who aren't like huge romance, like I'm not a huge romance reader. I still enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. If you like mysteries and you can, you're okay with romance being in your book. You might be like me and get a little annoyed. A little annoyed, but I think that's the author's intention. Oh, well, yeah, it kind of makes sense though. But there's like several twists in towards the end, and you didn't figure it out. Nope. That's good. I love it when I don't figure it out. <laughs> but yeah, so it's called uh, Ghosted, um, and it's by Rosie Walsh. All right, <sighs> moving right along. So, oh, two weeks ago, I think it was two weeks ago. I was in my boss's office. We're talking. Eggman comes in, and he's got this book under his arm. Well, Eggman, he has a friend that's a publicist, so he's always getting books, but he doesn't really read them. <laughs> Rarely reads them. So he just carry them around? He just carries them around. Make and himself goes, look smart? Yeah, I don't know what it is. Look, I have a book. <laughs> so I said, oh my gosh, that's on my wish list at the library. Can I have that? No, I'm going to read it. I said, yeah, right. You're going to read it. You're not going to freaking read it. Give it to me. He goes, no, I want to actually read this. Look, it looks so good. Look at the back. Look at all this stuff. So I was like, fine. You read it. And then when you're done, can I please read it? Please, please, please. And he says, okay. So um, this week, I think it was day before yesterday, I came to work and it was sitting on my chair. So I'm like, yes. But... Since it wasn't on audio, I had to read a physical book. And I'm really, really fast when it comes to regular books. Mm -hmm. It was over 400 pages, and I read it in less than a day. Wow. Just fast. So, I guess I should tell you what it is. Yes. It's called Baby Teeth. Which, if you are on the internet, you've probably seen seen an advertisement for it. It is everywhere. Who this chick's publicist is doing their job? Who's the author? Zoe. I think it's Zoe. It's Z O J E. I think it's Zoe though. Zoe Stage. And the J is silent. I think. So, but you're going to recognize it as a sucker on the front that's been like destroyed. Yeah, crushed. Yeah. This is a perfect example of a novel that got too much hype. Uh oh, is yeah. another girl on the girl on the train? I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't even give it that much credit. Really? No. Well, I mean, I liked Girl it's, on the Train. So. It's, it's her debut novel, so I can kind of see where you know she has room to grow. Yeah, she definitely. Oh yes, God, yes. <laughs> so you're talking to a big fan of the horror genre. Mm-hmm. This is supposed to be. A horrific novel. Mm-hmm. I do believe it was... Uh, oh, damn it. I wish I had the back of that thing. I, I, have to read the, I have to read this to you. This is, this is what really gets me, okay? Hold on. I took, a, I took a photo of the back of it. Since it's not my book, I had to give it back. Okay. The first quote is from Entertainment Weekly. It says, A delirious read. That will constantly question your sympathies for the two characters as their bond continues to crumble. Unnerving and unputdownable. Mm-hmm. This book will get under your skin and keep you trapped in its chilling grip. Okay, second mm-hmm. one. Third one says, cunning, sharp, nasty, and wickedly funny. Mm-hmm. Until it isn't funny anymore. This intelligent, unrelenting, layered shocker can stand proudly alongside classics like The Other and The Butcher Boy. Okay. Next one says, Deliciously Creepy by the Library Journal. This one is the one that pissed me off the most, though. You'll be desperate to discuss the ending once you've recovered from the shock of it. So all all good reviews. So that that one was the one that pissed me off because I was like, oh, God, a good ending. So all the way through, I was like, okay, it's going to get better. 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 It's 
Oh, fuck. Are you kidding me? (laughs) 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 All right. So so what what the premise of this book is. All right. There's a seven year old child and she doesn't talk yet. But she's clearly an evil little bitch Mm -hmm. because it's all manipulation. Whole thing. She can talk perfectly well. She just chose not to. Uh-huh. And her, she's a daddy's little girl, and daddy loves her. Mm-hmm. And she basically, the the <coughs> book flips, the book flips back and forth, back and forth between the child speaking and the mom speaking. Well, my issue with the book wasn't necessarily with any of that. It was in the inconsistencies in the way the characters behaved. I had a real hard time believing that a seven-year-old child would say some of the things she was saying. I've been around a lot of evil little bitchy kids in my lifetime, even really smart ones. Mm-hmm. But it, it just didn't ring true for me. We have a niece that's kind of an I evil genius. I really do. Yes, I really do. But at seven years old, there are some things that they just can't articulate. And if they do, it's not in the same way that an adult would. I did not think that it that that worked very well. And the really bad part for me was the mom. The mom was not. It was very clear to me that this woman is not a mother. (laughs) She couldn't Mm -hmm. be. She just couldn't be. It just and even if she was, I don't know, I would be very surprised if she was actually a mother of a seven year old child. So the story didn't really ring true. Not at all. No, I was having a very hard time just with that portion of it. And then when you add in the story of the fact that this child hates her mother so much that she wants to murder her, which would be a cool concept. Don't get me wrong. I've read a lot of horror novels like that. I mean, Mm -hmm. The Omen was excellent for that. I love horror novels. So I kept thinking, oh, yeah. <laughs> and every time it started to come to that point, it fell flat for me. Uh-huh. And the ending, I just don't think so. It was not a good ending. Mm. It was not in any way spectacular or exciting or even shocking. So definitely not a five star for you. I gave it one star and I don't do that very often. And I think the reason that I did that is because of all this fucking hype. I hate overhyped books. Hmm. I hate it. Well, if it's overhyped and actually good, then yeah. that's one thing. But overhyped usually means it isn't actually good. It means they just have good a, a good advertising campaign. I mean, Goldfinch was hyped. No, and it, it wasn't. Was not when it first came out. Not until it won the Pulitzer. No. I was reading, or watching interviews with Donna Tartt, by the way, and it made me very sad when she put it into words that she only writes one book every century. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> My life. <laughs> Damn it! And she said she tried to write faster, and it just doesn't work. <laughs> I imagine know, I, literally. if you write a book quite, or quite that. One thing is a long book, and it's a detailed book. And it gives you a book hangover. I imagine writing it would give you even more of a hangover than when you read well, it. Well, you'd probably well, just have to take your time. Yeah, but her... Because I have... I have all three of her books, I guess, now. Mm-hmm. But I, I have, I've read The Secret History, mm-hmm. which is really good. Mm-hmm. And then The Goldfinch, which mm-hmm. we've all read. Yep. And then the middle one, I don't remember what it's called. Oh, The Little Friend. The Little Friend, And yeah. I haven't read it yet. I didn't finish that but one. But it's like 800 pages, and it's sitting on my bookshelf, and I'm taking it to Mexico with me to read on the beach. You'll have to let me know how that goes. I, I didn't get there on that one. I like, I don't know. Yeah, don't don't give me the stink eye until after you read it. <laughs> I may still go back and try to finish it because... That it, was her second one though, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. 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 I liked The Secret History though. Yeah. So did the critics, Martha. I know, I know, I know. That one was highly I actually did read in the, the secret, 90s. I read The Secret History and I did like it when I read it. Mm-hmm. I just didn't remember it. <laughs> I know, it happens That's to fine. me all the time. Uh, and I feel badly for saying awful things about this book but I don't feel badly because I don't want people to get sucked into something that they think is going to be awesome and they spend you know $35 for a hardcover just to find out that it's horrible I get it if you want to read it get it from the library sorry Zoe you're going to have to work a little harder to get my vote on this one 
So I, I've literally started this new deal because right now publicizing a book seems so easy. Like I go onto Facebook and because I like look up books all the time on Amazon or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, anywhere you I'm on the internet, I start getting advertisements yep. for books now. So yep. same here. It's like just finding. So I've literally had to tell myself to stop reading reviews or even looking at like critics exactly. or the public so i've seen baby teeth or whatever and just i don't know one it looks massively creepy in the first place well, it does look massively creepy and i wasn't and really interested in hearing like, about a child wanting to murder people i like massively <laughs> creepy because if it's done right it's powerful and it giving people the creeps yeah. is not easy no no and i like creepy things but I don't know. For some reason, that one did. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, I don't know if I want to read this. Yeah. But then, one, your review, and you told me about it earlier, but I've also seen other people, especially when they talk about the ending, have the same opinion. Yeah. So. I don't normally read reviews, and I don't normally look at hype. Yeah. And the only reason that I did is because I saw mm -hmm. the book. Eggman had the book. And you like the cover? Well, it's a it's a, an impressive cover. It, mm -hmm. It's the advertising works. I mean, I want to hire that girl's publicist. Mm -hmm. I mean, she could probably do wonders for, for our brand over here. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> it was a really beautiful presentation and all of the, you know, the quotes and stuff they had on the back. Yeah. yeah. I saw it when she pulled it. I mean, it's impressive. Yeah. But I definitely could have written a better book. Sorry, yeah. I really evil could little have. girls. I mean, that's pretty. It could yeah. be pretty scary. Yeah. I mean, Shit. think about the evil somebody twins needs to follow and... my niece around for a while. Oh, right. <laughs> She's way smarter than this girl. <laughs> no, but seriously, um, we talk about it all the time. We talk about how many good books are out there that don't get any attention. There are a lot of authors out there scratching, you know, looking for somebody to pay attention to them, and they get nothing. Mm -hmm. And then you have this huge marketing campaign that comes out for something that is just a big old turd in a right. nice package. And to be fair, I'm sure that there's some people who are going to read this book and like it. They will, yeah. Just but, like I didn't like Girl on the Train. But having said that, I did like it after I got into it a little bit. Right. Now, with this one, no. And it did some take some time. If you've ever read any horror novels in your life that are any good, mm -hmm. and you like the genre, you're not going to like this book. Because it's now, not going to... Now, yeah. if you're young, and you've never read anything in that this genre... might be a good one to it start. It might be a good one to start with, because yeah. it, it's not... I found it not really all that creepy. I mean, there were parts of it that were a little creepy, but not... Like, seriously, fucking freak you out, creepy. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, was it completely detailed? Would it be good for a teenager? No, it wasn't really. I don't. I mean, did it go into details about things that you wouldn't want your teenager well, to read? Well, it had a little bit of, um, the girl saw her parents having this special talk that they have, which is a series of grunting noises and so stuff they were like having that. Sex. Right, and she describes it. The girl describes it. So it's not... It's pretty PG-13. Yeah, I didn't really think that it was... So it might be good for like a teenager you who's know what? just starting to read. John Saul read a bunch of wrote a bunch of great books that were about little kids that were scary that I read when I was in high school and they were all better than this book. Well, I was just trying to help little. I know. I feel bad. But I don't feel bad. Damn, Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, if you liked it, you liked it. If you didn't, you yeah, didn't. Yeah. I did not. So there you go. One star from me. And I don't do that very often. It's just that it pissed me off. Hmm. I'm going to get hate mail now. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't send me hate mail. It's one less follower it's on Twitter. It's just my opinion. Okay. <laughs> if you like the book, great. <laughs> then you can tell me all about what an asshole I am or not. <laughs> don't tell me. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I just didn't like it. Tell me and I'll break it to her softly. <laughs> no, if you want to tell me, that's fine. I'll respect your opinion on a different book. <laughs> what, what's that song, Killing You Softly? 
That's another earworm for another day, Bonnie. God, you really tried to you really trying to kill me. <laughs> so I'm here for. I gotta, you know, get all I can in because you're gonna be gone. I know. That road trip vacation. It's gonna be a good long trip into the wilds of Wyoming. <laughs> high desert, here I come. And speaking of high, I'll also be spending several days in Denver. Yes. The mile high city. And then we can <laughs> Oh, is that the high you're talking about? Yeah. Mile high. <laughs> N- not like the mile high club. <laughs> because it is actually over 6,000 feet in elevation. I want you to come back with a good drug story. Good. Oh, I'm good sure I'll, I'll probably see something. Something. And I might not have any for you, but I, I yes, have Yes, you do. I have, you have some a good high story. My sister. All right. Tell, tell us a good high story real quick. Okay. So my sister. <laughs> Since we're on, on the high topic. And her boyfriend. Now, this was a long time ago when she was still pretty young. Her and her boyfriend at the time decided that they were going to make some belly button candles while they were high off of mushrooms. (laughs) So (laughs) they thought it was a great idea. I'm thinking it was more the mushrooms talking. So they decide to melt down an actual candle and her boyfriend lays down on her back, his back, lifts up his shirt and tells Vanessa to pour the can the melted candle wax the hot melted candle wax in his belly button now if you can imagine how that turned out he ended up with with burns all on his belly button inside of his belly button and, and then he, when and then if he stood up he did he jumped up because it was hot and then he had wax all in his his belly hair and his little you know glory road <laughs> Pleasure trail. His pleasure trail was a waxy pleasure trail. Had to go for a little trim in there. Oh my gosh. And uh, my sister's like, yeah, we got sober real quick. <laughs> it reminds me of Shrek for some reason. You know how when he pulls out the wax in his ear and uses uh, it for a candle? I just couldn't imagine being that. I mean, <laughs> you do stupid things when you're drunk. I guess you do stupid things when you're high. I wouldn't know anything about that. I've never, never. Uh, but I don't know if I would ever. Gone to the world of magic mushrooms. Wax into my belly button. <laughs> I do know. I, that's weird. But, but I do know. Uh, that's actually like a um, pouring wax like on your back, yeah. not inside your orifices. <laughs> It's like a massage technique. Like yeah, you but put they hot, use, hot wax. They use a different kind of wax for that. Some, like if you're uh, like Persian people, will use uh, the actual really? candle wax because it's. I mean, it's pretty much really. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's it's a different kind of candle. It's a soft candle. It's like because it would be it would give them burns. So if it was like an actual like candle that you put on your kitchen table, maybe it's a, made mm-hmm. out of something different. It's like soy... Soy wax? I don't know. I don't know. I just know they use like... It looks like a regular candle. We'll have to chime... Have have people chime in to tell us... But I also know if you do cupping... Like, uh, now I'm sure they have more professional techniques, but the original way to do it is you literally tear pieces of paper up. You know what cupping is, right? That... that, Where they put a cup on your back? Yeah. Well, you know how that gets on your back so that it sucks your skin? It has to you use fire because it sucks the oxygen out of the cup. What? So the original deal is you would cut strips of paper. You light the paper on fire in the side of the cup super fast and then stick it on your back. <gasps> That's how they. I mean, like but my stepdad I, used to do that. That was Persian. It'll burn you too. I don't understand the whole concept of cupping. Cupping what, what is, is that about? Because it takes your the oxygen out of your skin and it's supposed to. But by doing that, it also promotes more oxygen going into that uh, area of your body. So it's just like a um, massage. Like they say, if you give somebody a massage after they work out, the reason that's good for a person is because it's putting oxygen into your muscles and your different parts of your skin. So cupping is the same thing. It's pooling oxygen from your body, from your skin. Okay, let's light you on fire and then... professional athletes are doing it now. Just because professional athletes do it doesn't mean it's a good thing. But I knew people who did it before <laughs> professional athletes. My stepdad used to make. Oh my god, that's hilarious! People and the, the whole neti pot thing. 
where people. Ugh. My yeah. mom bought me one because I'm sick. Yeah, that's I so gross. To see it. Use it. Right it now. is so gross. I know it's supposed to be good for you. I don't even you. want to try it. <laughs> vacating your it. vacating your sinuses by drowning yourself. <laughs> no, not doing it. Hot stone massage is interesting, though. Vani, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we went, remember when the little Chinese woman tried to beat you to death at the massage place? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the same time that she she did stone massage on our legs mm-hmm. and tried to burn both of us with it. Yeah, mine wasn't that hot, though. Well, Either she, that or I have a higher tolerance. She burnt me. The only but mis- I did used to pour <coughs> wax on me when I was drunk. You too? Even after what happened with Vanessa? Well, not in my belly button. (laughs) And this was before Vanessa. I am older. (laughs) But we would just, you know, we're back to the wax again. And drip it. I didn't pour the wax on me. It's a lot different when you drip it or when you pour it. Okay. When you pour it, it stays hot longer. (sighs) If you guys ever need a really awesome massage in Oklahoma City, well, it's, it's kind of a massage, kind of not. Um, there's a place on Expressway and Council, and it's called Layla's Beauty Parlor, I think. But she has a Morac- Moroccan bath in the back. And so it's like this <laughs> steam room. Okay. And it's uh, like tiled, like in Moroccan style. It's super uh-huh. pretty. But you go in there, and they have like benches. Mm-hmm. And so you lay down, and you hang out in this steam. It's like a sauna. Yes, but um, you put like... One of those little paper bikinis on, but and while you're in there, so you you literally sit in there and let the heat and the steam like you absorb it, you breathe yeah, it, yeah. and then she comes in and she literally bathes you, because in that in Morocco they it's like a social standard like you go to a bath and they like oh but okay so but she's not it is weird <laughs> but what she's doing while she's bathing you she's taking off all the dead skin it's not like she's just like feeling you up oh but and then when you, she gets to your back she gives you a massage too and so it's actually really cool like i'm telling you it's Nicole, awesome! I am just so surprised because you're usually so reserved and you're letting somebody like give you a bath do you let somebody give you a massage? No. You're literally sucking a penis straw, <laughs> and you don't want somebody to touch your boob <laughs> to clean it. I and can clean very... my own boob. <laughs> it's a stranger. It's a stranger. That's yeah, different. Yeah, but she's taking, like, it, it's really cool. Like, I'm telling you, it's not just some weird... <laughs> And it's dark in there, and it's very relaxing. It's dark in there, so it's okay. And then, it's very interesting, actually. Depending on which like package you get, like before, you can have like tea, like Moroccan tea, and like oh. little Moroccan pastries. Is there a happy ending? No. <laughs> Just checking. And they only do it for women. Oh. Because it's only a woman that <laughs> does the massages. <laughs> I'm not big on the massages, so I'll let you guys you get flip over. by I do the front. You flip over. I do front. I'll let you guys get bathed by the Moroccan Wayne. <laughs> I love you, Nicole. I'll just have fun with my Luca at home. I'm leaving. <laughs> I guess that's going to do it for Three, three book, book Girls. Get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.